Hey, welcome to another mile post here in the V-Twin Life. V-Twin Life is brought to you by a few great companies. One being Crash Ink Clothing. You can find them out of Oregon. Great company, specializing in clothes, doing work on bikes now. You can check them out at CrashInClothing.com. They got a lot of great stuff. Hey, head on over there. Maybe they got something you like. And we can't forget, wild ass. You like pounding miles, you like riding, you want to be in comfort? Hey, maybe strap a wild ass under your ass and ride with an air cushion and be comfortable for hours. And can't forget Custom Dynamics, leading the industry in lighting LED technology. Man, these guys got some great stuff. So head on over to Custom Dynamics and check it out. Now, let's get to another mile post of the V-Twin Life. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the V-Twin Life. We're finally back from a little hiatus and going to bring it back with Milepost 101. Figured I reached out to Wit because it would be so fun to hear about her recent quick trip adventure and get away. I was still fresh in her mind, so this would be a lot of fun. And it's always fun listening to some these epic adventures that people take. So welcome back, and thanks for coming on. Absolutely. It's good to connect again. It's been a while. <laughs> it has been a while. It's been a while since I've even done one of these, so no, this is fun. Good. Get back into it. So what sparked the whole adventure of you wanting to try this, or you know, how did it all begin? Um, so Quick Trip is a Midwest convenience store gas station that no matter where I'm at in the state, I always go to and travel to. It's kind of like my automatic um, spot to put to head to. So at the end of every year, you know how Spotify like sends you over, like this is your top genre and your top band and your top right. list, whatever. At the end of every year, Quick Trip sends you this review and there's certain tiers that you meet for the amount of like um, locations that you've checked into time of day, certain things that you eat, whatever. It's kind of fun. But I looked at my tier and I was like, well, this is chump change like i need to i need to raise the bar i need to get to that that level and i thought about it for a second and i kind of aligned it and it worked out perfectly for the long distance endurance part so i married the two and i was like you know what i'm gonna ride to every single quick trip in the midwest like this is gonna happen and i started routing it this winter i don't know how many hours it took me to to get it all in, but there was 852 locations. And so I set out on May 7th, Sunday, and I took off. And I can kind of give you a little rundown of it all. So day three, I was trying to keep up with the timing and the routing that I had planned, and it was not working out so well. Like, I didn't realize how much time it was going to take me at each step. So I did verified receipts and I have the proof of the receipts if you want to see all of them. But every single location I was getting a dated receipt and like doing the odometer, pretty much the whole verification for an iron butt is what I was doing to show proof that I was there. And that was taking two to three minutes if I was really fast and efficient at it. And then some other times it would eat up a little bit more time. So if you take that times the 70 or 60 or 80 stops that I wanted to get to each day, it was a lot of extra time that I didn't account for. So after day three, I was like, this is not working out. I cannot physically be able to keep up with this for the 11 days that I had allotted for it all. So I was in the southern portion of Iowa, literally like the farthest away from Wisconsin that I could be. And I just made a beeline back and I thought, you know what, I'm going to at least finish 
the Wisconsin quick trips and there's 503 total of the Wisconsin ones. So I did that finished on the 17th, which was Wednesday, last Wednesday. So, Oh, you got to show the stack of receipts just okay. for pure. <laughs> I don't even know what to do with all of these right now. Can you see them all? This is, this is all the whole set. Let me, so they're all paper clipped by each day. So I know which days are which, but I don't. That is don't just freaking amazing. <laughs> There's a lot. So right now it's just sitting in my office. Just it's gonna sit there for a while. <laughs> gonna have to make like a giant shadow board or something. Something like, like multiple that. ones so you can hang them all. I know I literally could probably plaster my entire like wall <laughs> behind my office and I still would probably have um receipts left over from it all. But it's cool. <laughs> But nobody's ever done something like that before. It wasn't, there was an individual in 2020 um, that had completed it within the full year. And she drove throughout that time frame to visit all of them. And I think there was like just under 500, I think five, 450 some. So at the rate that they've grown within the last three years, they put on over a hundred more stores, which is crazy <laughs> uh, within that. So, yeah. Uh, for the first to individual to do it and then to ride it on a motorcycle just kind of makes it extra special. So it does. I mean, that's it's not an easy adventure at all. I mean, you know, exactly what you're saying because you ran into some, you know, little hiccups and, you know, timing and whatnot. Like I said, especially your, I mean, I learned that on, you know, doing an iron butt last year when, you know, fuel stops and traffic start taking a lot longer than you thought. It's like, man, this ain't going to work. You got to try to figure something out. And, right. Especially when I, you have that time limit, it adds another factor. So much extra time, like at least two hours extra each day that I didn't account for. I thought I could just like, oh, this is easy. I'll fly through it. Um, I think my 48 and 10 was still easier than what I did right now. Like 48 oh. states in 10 days. It like to the point where I was consistently, <clears throat> I was always on the throttle and the clutch, like never nonstop because I was going through these larger cities that had like 10 or 12 of them all within a certain mark. And so you're playing around with traffic, stoplights, like those are my nemesis. I just did not like any stoplights that had like the automated, like if you, the bike wasn't registering as it was sitting there, I'd sit there for God knows how long it felt like forever, yeah. but like those are the certain type of things. And it was just a lot harder to manage because I was consistently going. I did a full to play catch up on that second day into the third day. I did a full 24 hours straight of riding and uh, took like a 30 minute cat nap and rolled through that fourth day. Just kind of kept kept going to try to catch up, but it didn't. I couldn't physically do that every single day. So <laughs> Yeah, it it's not. I mean, you look at some of the guys, you know, some of those extreme ones, you know, you look through the iron, but it's like, how did the, you know, how do you run for so long on so little sleep for day in, day out? It's, I don't know. But it's like you talk to some people and, you know, I think Ken Anders made a point. Is there, there's a difference between being sleepy and being tired. Absolutely. And knowing your body and knowing when it's time to say, okay, cat nap time, you know, I need a power nap. Exactly. I didn't like, cause I was going through so many, I was in the Madison area. So the capital area, and there was just so many stops and this was later on in the evening. So I 
planned it out so that I could just get them all done without a lot more traffic to deal with. But I just kept rolling through nonstop. And I was like, oh, it's two o'clock. It's three o'clock. It's four o'clock. And I was like, well, I might as well just keep going until I finish all of them within the within the city city limits. So it caught up. I didn't think that. about that part of the large metropolitan cities and traffic and trying to get through to all of them. Jesus. It was crazy chaotic and just a lot. Like I was so... Like when I finished the next evening, I got home, I put on my wedding rings because I normally just wear like a rubber one for my wedding ring. I put on my actual wedding rings and my Harley ring and my hands were so swollen that I felt like I was like 30 some odd weeks pregnant again. Like I could not, I could not take them off. They were just, it hurt, <laughs> hurt more than what my ass did or anything else. Like it was just, it was a lot of work and a lot of effort. So it was worth it. I loved it. Oh, absolutely. Nobody's done it before. And I can kind of check it off that list that I'll be the first, but it was, it took a lot more out of me than the 48 States in 10 days did for sure. So now, I, I could have read wrong, but did you get some recognition from quick trip for doing this? Yeah. Um, so I've been, uh, kind of been brand ambassador helping them as far as promotional stuff goes since 2019 mm -hmm. and ever since then i've kind of kept in good good contact with them all because the social media crew for them is just freaking fantastic like if you're into marketing and social media i'd follow them because they're just they're golden when it comes to that stuff so nice yeah. that's cool and you know they're at least that you know they reach out and you know want to acknowledge what you're doing especially you know when you're basically helping putting them on the map even more and advertising for them and they're getting all this free advertising because you're out there being crazy and say hey i'm gonna do this check this out and away <laughs> i go exactly there's radio um spots and like certain news outlets that had met me at certain stops of them and i took 15 20 minutes or whatever to get these interviews done too but it kind of kind of grew as i was getting day after day it was it was really cool so yeah i loved it <laughs> what did you do for your sleeping situations um hotels so the hotels. one where i were, did 24 hours i didn't um actually one of my best friends that first day she lived in the area that i was pretty much going to call it quits and so i just crashed on her couch thankfully but the rest of them were uh cheap hotels as much as like i could find around some of the rural areas it was a little hard a little difficult but yeah hotel stays yeah, because it's kind of hard to plan in advance where you're going to be. So, and ride to your tires. All right, what's in the you know this radius of where I'm yeah. at? It was after that third day. I was like, I don't even know where I'm going to end up for that next day after that, um, for the next seven days or so. So, I just kind of whatever I could find within it. No, I don't think so. Somebody had mentioned he's in Illinois, correct? I don't know. I don't know either. I feel like he is. Somebody had mentioned to him that he's a quick trip person too, but I don't, I've never connected with him yet. He's definitely not in Wisconsin that I know. So, so do you have any planned ideas when you're going to try to get the other bit there's of stores? I'm sure there's going to be more because there's um, a couple that are going out to Sioux Falls, South Dakota as well. So they're getting farther, farther out. They're all there. expanding. Um, I know. So and I probably could do an iron butt and kind of connect them all. I got all of Minnesota to figure out yet. 306 is what I've got so far. I need 
um, probably a good full weekend, if not two weekends, probably three to finish it all. And we'll see what my husband will let me, let me get done <laughs> this year. I would love to get them done all this year. Cause it's just still lingering out there as far as like what I wanted to phys- first physically accomplish. So we'll, well, you kind of, you know, set the challenge for yourself and you know, you get, did what you could do within your time frames. Like, I did. and now you have the others lingers. Like I want to finish it. I want them. I, I want them. And, it's one of those things that like, it's always going to be a consistent like upkeep because as the new stores come, I'm going to visit them for sure. But I've got a lot out there that, and a whole route planned as far as the top part of Iowa and Minnesota to do that. I haven't, I went up to Superior just barely and it was like low 30. So it wasn't as enjoyable as what I thought it was, but that Duluth area in Minnesota, I've always wanted to ride near that part of the great river road and all of that. I loved just the blip that I had when I was over there riding next to the Mississippi. It was cool. I've heard about, cause I think Craig Johnson's do a thing on a uh, ride down the great river road coming mm-hmm. up. The, what, the turbo ride, I think it is. And I remember him talking about that road too. Okay. It's like just the small amounts of stores that were located right on the water. I loved riding through those small rural towns and I, I would love to do the whole North to south and south to north ride of it all. Well, you know, and the cool thing is you could have sparked something new now. I mean, these theme style rides and whatnot from people that followed it. It's like this could open up a door to all new challenges and, and ideas for for people to do for just totally another good. reason to go ride. It is. I've got a handful of other routes of different ideas that I've got laid out already that I just need the time. I need the time to do it. Is what, it what it comes down to. So what'd you average for fuel mileage on your Pan American? Do you know? I'm just kind of curious. Oh, I don't, I didn't really dive too much into it because every, most of my stops were gas stops. And so most of those receipts were like 15 cent, 20 cent, gas receipts because i had to get something and if i went into the store it took a lot longer than what i originally had planned so i never went below half a tank ever (laughs) so it's really hard to say what my gas 20 cents where you going pump four yeah across (laughs) the street (laughs) and pretty much when i went had to walk in there to not get like i didn't print out a receipt they questioned the cashier's question 18 cents you want this receipt and i was like yes i do i want (laughs) i want this 18 cent receipt the lowest i think i got was like a six cent worth receipt that's what i could get that um it was just a quick blip (laughs) and that was it (laughs) oh i literally that's what i had to do to get to get it and i was not as effective and efficient as uh when i started but that last day i was like i could easily fly through putting in my number for the rewards getting that blip of gas receipt and all that within like a two minute mark and i was i was golden so as far as like mileage goes i didn't do an actual iron butt any single day i got close i think like with the 24 hour mark i hit about 800 but with every stop that I did, it was just was not efficient to get oh, a thousand miles in every day. Um, I could have if I went like longer, longer distances, but 4,500 some odd miles throughout the whole oh, 10 days. Technically is 11, but I finished at like 8 a.m. in the morning on the 11th because I had a interview scheduled for that time. So like I could have done it within the 10 day mark technically nine if i didn't break down but 10 days so about yeah, what exactly happened with the with the breakdown um so day <clears throat> 
six, I was about to leave the hotel. I brought the bike under the awning because it was raining and I was like, I'm just going to load up here. Uh, so I brought it in undercover and then I went to start it and take off because I was going to accomplish a couple other things and it wouldn't start. It wouldn't turn over. And I was like, great, I have a dead battery or something. Cause at every single stop I would turn off the bike and like, I was just concerned for that, like the starter and the, um, kickstand. Cause at some point I was not, um, standing on the bike. So I'd put it down every time. But come to find out, there was a gentleman at the Quick Trip headquarters because the it was the most ideal breakdown that I could have pictured. Like if <laughs> I wasn't in the middle of nowhere, I was in La Crosse area, which is headquarters for Quick Trip. And um, the dealership local to there was literally right across the street, like from my hotel. So there was a gentleman from the Quick Trip headquarters. He came to help jumpstart it because I thought it was a battery issue. We got it started with his car, which wasn't ideal, but it's all I had as far as just getting it going. Display was not on anything like that. I limped it over to the dealership. I let them know, hey, this is what's happening. Um, they were so great. I think it was a Friday as well. It could have been a Thursday. Um, my days kind of meshed, meshed all together. But they took a look at it. And then let me know that it was a start, the stator issue. So completely shot stator. They did not have a part for it. So the owner himself actually drove two hours out of his way to go get a stator within a different dealership, came back, and the service guy stayed later that evening to work on it and get everything all fixed on it. And so I left like, a little bit later in the morning the next day, but I was out a full day with it. It could have been tremendously worse without the help that what they were able to provide. So thankfully it was only a full day's worth of out <laughs> being out. I, I know that feeling. That happened to me when I rode to South Dakota last year. The Went stater? down to go to yep, my stater and it was I only had like three thousand miles on it. Wow. It was already brand new. Shit, really? Stater and regulator. And I left our campground and I got like a mile from Rapid City Harley Davidson, my battery light came on and my voltmeter dropped. I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. That's I'm talking guys, well, hey, take it down there. And they're like, we're full. I'm like, I'm 1,300 miles from home. I know. And they worked it in and came out, hey, your stator's bad. I'm like, dude, that stator's brand new. He goes, I don't know what to tell you, but it ain't no good. I'm like, oh, that sucks. I come, come to find out too. So when I took ownership of the bike in September. So it's the same bike that I rode to all 48 states in 10 days. Like it's the exact same mm-hmm. bike. Um, didn't realize that my warranty was out last month. And I was like, oh, okay, oh, that's great. <laughs> and I didn't have any extended warranty on it because I had just assumed like it probably would have started from there. But no, it started in April of 2021 when like a corporate or HD had taken ownership of the bike. So in April of this year, my warranty was out already. I was like, oh, shoot. This oh, is- <laughs> damn. Just another thing to add the list. So I have, I now have extended warranty on the bike, thankfully, but that was just another, another, oh, shit moment. <laughs> it sucks. But then you look back and, you know, I mean, I remember it's like, well, it, it sucks at the moment. You get back on the road. It's like, yeah, I guess it's all part of the adventure and part of the story. And, 
shit happens. It does. I'm glad it only took a day out of the timing. Like it could have been substantially worse and I wouldn't have probably been able to finish within that mark. But even within that day that I had out, I still had pretty much a full day and a half that I technically could have rode even farther too, which part of me is like, I should have just hit up most of the Minnesota ones, but oh well. I did hit up the two in Michigan just because I was, I was up as far north as I possibly could go that I hit them up, but what can you do? <laughs> yeah. Well, were you able to at least, you know, try to get some rest or whatnot that day while you're just kind of relaxing? I well, I guess you're not really relaxed when you're kind of stressed because you want to get on the road, but. But it was good because I didn't think, like, <clears throat> I didn't realize that I probably needed that rest because I've been going, like, for me, it was. I don't know why I put so much pressure on myself to get it done within a certain mark. Like this is, nobody's done this before. I'm on my own terms, but I was thinking like iron butt style, like I need to get it done within that certain day. And there was just so much pressure to go into it. So once I came back into Wisconsin that next day, I broke down that evening. I realized, okay, I'm working on all the Wisconsin ones. So the routing that I had done wasn't exactly working with what I had, um, had planned. And so it left me that evening to kind of reroute things within my Garmin base camp, which was, which was needed. So it was good. <laughs> I bet that could just be a, a real, I don't want to say nightmare, but quite the ordeal in itself, especially when you're trying to map, or, you know, and you're in a small area with a lot of stores, like especially some, you know, your metropolitan areas of trying to figure out the best route to zigzag or whatnot. To I get have to all no idea if it was efficient or not, but I just went through and kind of like, all right, this feels like this next one would be good. And this one would be good. So it was kind of one of those things where I'm like, well, shoot, maybe I should have done this one, this store other than the store. But some of them were like literally right across the street from each other. So I'd fill up on one, go across the stoplights and literally be right there on the next one too. So <laughs> get my six cents. Yeah. <laughs> That's I can it. just imagine the cash register or the, you know, guy behind the counter. You want a receipt for six cents? The, really? the questionable look on their face was kind of like, uh, okay. <laughs> oh, that would be priceless. <laughs> no, but it was fun. It was just, it was a lot, it was a lot more work than what I expected it to be, but it was worth it for sure. I bet. I mean, and you're doing something that, you know, nobody's done on a bike, so you're kind of setting a trend, you know, starting something new, and you got to figure out the best way to make it work. Yeah, not to the realm of, like, 500 stops, because I'm used for, for the iron butt ones, like, I'm stopping every 250 miles on interstate roads or something like that. This was kind of more, I don't want to say Hoka Hey style, but it was, like, all I highly ever was on the highways or anything like that. Like, I was in the rural most parts of the state and potholes and everything else like that were just out to get me. I dropped the bike once, unfortunately, because I came, I was coming up to a stop and these potholes were just absolutely massive, like two, three feet at least wide. And like, I didn't know how deep in itself, but I couldn't actually like work my way around it to put my feet down for the stop sign. And as I was trying to navigate the bike i literally just took it to one side and dropped it and, uh, it was heartbreaking because i've dropped it before but it was in like a foot worth of beach sand so it kind of still stood up and it didn't really hurt too much this one was just hard concrete asphalt but i was like oh okay 
that's gonna leave a mark. It is. Thankfully, I have I have really cheap crash bars on it that I bought on Amazon because I was like, I just need something to put my feet up for, and it did the job. It literally held the bike up and didn't scratch any of the tank or even the side of the handlebars. Nothing like that. Oh, the only good. part is the back pan panner pannier. Um, there's some plastic parts on the corners, like it kind of scuffed up that part and it scuffed up the crash bar. And that was it. Cause it was, I was going like two miles an hour. So it was kind of a slow, okay. <laughs> well, and, and you know, the crash bar basically did its job what they're for. So it that's did, it did. works out good. It's bent a little bit, but for the purpose of what I bought it for done. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> Thankfully, I tried to um, just see because it was still fully loaded. I was like, I want to see if I can pick this bike up with everything that I had on. So I took off the tank bag and um, I had a cereal waterproof bag. I took off those and I tried to lift it and I was like, eh, I probably need to take off the top case and the side case. As I was trying that out, um, a gentleman and I don't know if it was son or somebody like that, they pulled over. Um, at that stop sign got out and literally helped me up. I was like, if I don't have to do the work, I am seven days, eight days in and purely exhausted at this point. It was oh, at the end imagine. of the evening that I was like, if you're going to help me, I will take your help. I'm not going to like my pride's out. The I'm not going to argue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My pride hurts enough right now. Exactly. <laughs> so I let him know. I was like, this is what I need you to do. This is what I need you to do. And we got it up within like two seconds and it was, it was fine. No other issues on it. So. Time to pack back up and get going. Yep, pretty much. That's what I started to do and just kept rolling. <laughs> yeah, and you know, it's like saying you look back and just laugh now, but I could imagine eight days on the road. I mean, you're already fatigued and it's like, Ey. it was, yeah, to that point. And sun was just about to go down. I hit the hit that point of the night that my hands were just exhausted for that matter. So, yeah. Good. Your whole body's probably somewhat exhausted. I mean, it's not easy being on the road that long. And so, yeah. It was one of my first rides really of the season too. I took like two or three rides with it. But before then, I, it's been sitting all winter and I haven't had a chance to really do any endurance riding throughout the winter either. So I just jumped straight in and went, all right, we're going to get used to this. After day three, I didn't have to use the Bayer aspirin anymore. So. <laughs> Well, winter kind of really hung around your area. It I know did. from other people, you know, I've got to know up in, you know, Minnesota area and Michigan, whatnot, and it really hung on for a while. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to let go. We had certain days that were above the 60s, and I took advantage of them, just like picking up the kids and going around the um, around the town for like a 20 mile ride. But that was that was the extent of it all. And even still at the beginning of May, I questioned whether it's going to be snow up in the Superior area, but thankfully there wasn't. It was just cold. <laughs> All my heated gear on, for sure. Oh, we had some days up here. I mean, because we, you know, I mean, not as cold as you guys have been, but it's like winter didn't want to let go. And you get one day, it's like 50. It's like, sweet, I'm just going to ride up to the store, which is like two miles right home. But I don't care. I'm just going to go ride. Exactly. Done. <laughs> it's warm enough. I'll just throw my sweatshirt on because I'm not going far and I'll be fine. <sighs> and for the days that I have off, like people question, like, why would you want to do this for vacation? This just doesn't make sense to me. And for me, I only get a limited amount of days where I actually can go out and ride and do some of these long distance rides. So I was like, I'm going to take advantage of every single day that I can go out and do this. So there was 11 days worth it for me, for sure. 
Absolutely. You look at those people. If I had to explain it to you, you just wouldn't understand. It's not like, oh, it's, why would you? Why not at this point? <laughs> yeah. It is. It's just so much fun. I think, you know, until a person experiences it, it's just traveling by motorcycle as opposed to car, just so much more personal. And it it's a lot of fun. It is. It's I mean, a lot of course, more work and a lot more time. It like takes three times as long to get to anywhere to get ready, but it's it's worth it for sure. Absolutely. And it's, it's so much more, it, I don't know, it's just way more fun. I mean, yeah, you do have those, you know, when you're out for multiple days, you're bound to, you know, mother nature might throw you a little curveball, whatnot, but yeah. you, you deal with it and you go on or you try to use the technology we have. Okay. If I go South, maybe I can get around this and we'll just bypass these black skies and all I can oh, see, but didn't have that option. That was day two for me. So the, day, <laughs> the first day was fantastic. Like good weather. Great. Great riding, like, was fantastic. But day two hit literally that morning all the way up until I finished that evening. So almost 10 hours straight of riding, I was riding in, like, downpour rain. And it soaked through my entire Gore-Tex suit, my boots, my gloves, everything. I was miserable at the end of the evening. And that next day, I tried to air out and, like, turn on the heat in the hotel as much as I possibly could. But my boots were still wet on the inside. And with the Gore-Tex in it being warm on the outside, my whole bottoms and my feet were like white from oh. the moisture that were still in there. It hurt to like put pressure on it. It was it was not fun because there was no other way. I only brought those boots. I should have brought something else just to have, but I didn't have a chance to air out those those boots all the way. So lesson learned. <laughs> I had that was a six weeks ago. I rode down to Dallas, Oregon. And I got down by Portland, and I hit the hardest rain that I've ever ridden in, ever. I mean, it, people say, oh, it's like they turned on a garden hose. No, this was like they turned on a fire hose. Oh, God. I mean, it's like I have the Joe Rocket touring gear that I wear a lot of times, and it's, you know, waterproof, water-resistant. Well, in under a minute, it had soaked through my coat. I had water pooling in my elbows. It was coming through the backside of my visor, water coming in the vents of my helmet. That's the worst. And it's like, oh, this socks and they were standing water in the highway the only thing that stayed dry were my feet because i had i was just trying them out i got them for christmas from my wife the uh, kimimoto soft lowers oh, okay and none of the water went through those so i just kept my feet behind it i mean the rest of me was soaked but, oh, but... my feet stayed dry and that was at least a relief because same thing it's like i went going down to a friend's house do some work on the down to crash ink to work on my bike it's like i didn't take multiple pairs of shoes i took my boots and <laughs> that's all you needed Luckily, they stay dry, but it's like, yeah, my leathers, they hung in Brad's garage by the heater for mm. Friday night, Saturday until Sunday morning. But it's okay. like, holy crap, I've never been in rain like that. No, I have a full climb Gore-Tex suit, and that's usually does the trick. But after a certain while, the seams, like at the seams, it starts to leak through if there's consistent water for multiple hours. Like, And it wasn't bad but it was enough to notice because i was wearing my kevlar leggings as well because it was cold so everything was just felt moisture what do you just use my old motorcycle i think it was called snow seal okay and you could put it on the seams like i used it on my old motorcycle boots and stuff and gear too. when i rode dirt bikes and it helps seal up all the seams it dries clear you really can't see it but it's for sealing up all I, the seams i might have to for my sake just have to see when i next time i go to the I know we have a big general store where I live called Swain's that has everything. And I'll see if they still have that stuff. I think it was called Snow Seal. Okay. It was amazing. 
that's funny. Just a little something because I notice it at the at the seams of it all. But even still, if I'm riding for 10 hours straight in straight downpour rains and that's the wet the wetness that I got, I'll I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're putting it to us test and, and testing its limits for sure. Really? I really am. So yeah. I remember uh Michael Nielsen, he was going, I don't remember what brand his heat of gear was. He hit a downpour. I think this was last year, and then the water ended up frying it and oh, it quit. That sorry. His heat his gloves and everything, the water, and he was only like 200 miles from his house. He's like, screw this. I'm, this, I'm not, not gonna finish it. this. Going home. Yep. If I did not have I have the gerbing heated gear for the jacket. Um, I think I have like a battery pouch one as well. I have the gloves, but they're a little tight. I have the Revit Gore-Tex gloves, so they kind of work and I've got heated grips, so I can at least feel feel mm -hmm. it if I need to. But um, I think his were gerbing. I think that's okay. what they were. Oh, that's like but yeah, this the rain was just horrendous and I guess it fried them. Dang. That's that's the worst. The hardest part for me is if I was wearing my one piece suit and I had the gerbing heated gear, like I didn't bring the extension for like um, turning the different dials as far as the heat goes. If you want it lower or higher, I just had the straight attachment. And so with that, there wasn't a lot of like room to work with and it was normally at the bottom. So my one piece, I would like try to just use the, um, the Velcro and not the zipper. Cause the zipper, I couldn't go all the way up with the, Oh, the plug-in. Yeah. So there's certain things on this ride that I realized I was like, I need to figure out different ways to go about it, or at least different. What's well, good with this? You know, you, you get a dial in, in your setup and figure out, hey, what works for this? What, you know, what can I change? What things do I definitely need to change? And, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. it's all part of the, I don't know, trial and error of it is getting things and then dialing stuff in. July, I have another long distance ride coming up that I'm going to go from, I don't even know, 100 degree weather all the way up to possibly 30s, depending on what it is. So I'm going from Key West, Florida, doing the ultimate coast to coast. So I did coast to coast over my birthday in 22, January timeframe, winter, but I'm going Key West, Florida to the top of, is it Ingle or Inglet, Minnesota? It's pretty much surrounded by Canada. Um, that's the top of the lower 48 and then all the way up to Prudhoe Bay, Alaska and back down. So, yeah. That's the plan. At least I technically have it scheduled. It's right around the 120th anniversary for Harley too. So I scheduled this before they released their date. So I was like, well, I'll be up in Alaska celebrating when everybody else will be in Milwaukee. Um, but but you, you'll be putting the Pan American to the test on, on the, the Dalton highway. I will. Um, still working that out, but there might be a possible um, bike partnership with a different bike too. So we'll see. But oh, that'd be cool. Not, yeah. We're still, I'm still working out those details, but if not, the, my bike will be the bike that I'll be. And something like that. I mean, any type of, um, you see a lot of people, I mean, you've seen people have done it on, you know, road glides and, and touring oh, yeah. bikes and whatnot, but that is definitely a, an adventure bike dream. And a great that. test for any adventure bike because that's a lot of dirt roads. And I would love to do it someday. I'd love to get a, you know, a GS1250 and just go. Just go. Yes, for sure. I had a friend of mine got one. The only one that I don't have checked off my list as far as states written in. So I, I thought I need to. And I went out big for my. <laughs> oh, my yeah. 
And the one thing is I have a buddy that bought one. We did, you know, long, well, that 1,500-mile ride last year for Monsters Over Mountains, and he had that GS, and he's had like a 9.4-gallon gas tank. You know, all of us are on baggers. Like, we're stopping every, you know, 150, 200 miles fueling up, and Steve's maybe to half a tank, so he's fueling like every other fuel stop. That's a stock? Yeah, that's a stock gas tank on the 1250. It's 9.4 or 9.6 gallons. I did not realize that. On the Panem, it's 5.5. So, yeah, he has a range of like, what do you say? It's, it comes on a display. It's like 450. Yeah, I would assume. To a tank. That's crazy. Yeah, that would be so nice at times. (laughs) To not really have to worry at all. I know if I'm doing the Iron Butt Challenges, you still need to show proof every. 250 or 350 miles so at least you have to stop to get that going but to not have to worry about gas especially up in that area yeah especially up there very true because there's some long desolate sections yep yeah gas can wouldn't be a bad idea to to take an extra gallon or so i mean i have the oh i can't remember the company it's like a liter and a half stainless bottle they're fuel (laughs) bottles and so a lot of times the rides, like, they got a nice case. You can strap them. So they strap right down to the motorcycle somewhere. Like, I'll put it on my luggage rack. And it's just a little cheap piece of insurance. It's not a lot. But whether you run into somebody else on the side of the road that just needs a little bit more or, or you yeah, do. It's- that's exactly it. I had it. And I used it, actually, when I did my first Iron Butt Saddle Sore around Lake Michigan. I had my Sporty. And that little peanut take, I ran out when I was Ooh. up in the... Um, top part of Michigan and all of the gas uh, were glass stations were closed at that point of the evening. So came in handy, brought me back down to the nearest gas station and called it. But Low this, last, this last adventure, I didn't have to worry about gas at all. <laughs> that was one thing that I was like, well, <laughs> no concern. That's funny. Wrench been Nick, I sent him the link for the ones I have. Yeah, it's a low brow customs fuel bottle. Has the holder. Um, yeah, they have a nice little, um, yeah, textile holder or whatnot with Velcro straps, so you can strap it many places. So my son has one for his, and I have one for mine. And done. I mean, I got the idea from Setzer uh, Pendants from Jason when he rode up from Texas. He had two of them. Oh, really? I mean, they were a different brand, but it's like that's a great idea. Mm-hmm. Always good. You get in some of those places, like I learned when I rode through um, Central Wyoming. There is nothing. It sucks, but it's it's, so long. It takes so long to get through. (laughs) And there's nothing to see. There's oil derricks and there's antelope. And that's about it. That's true. Tumbleweeds, but yeah, it's it's you know it's if a person's traveling, it's a great you know thirty dollars. It's a great sense of little bit of insurance to pack a little bit of fire for or fire fuel for yourself. Absolutely. And I'm sure you could use it for water bottles or something like that too. If you don't necessarily need the gas and something else to hold on to, it's not. You okay. could probably put them, yeah, one of the water bottles in the case too. Yeah. That's what I found out I liked with my those Kimimoto soft lowers. Mm-hmm. There's zipper pockets on the inside, and it's mm-hmm. actually really deep. So I found out I went for a ride was two weeks ago. It was really warm, and I had to put a big long Gatorade bottle in with a twist top. So I, you know, flip up my modular helmet, take a drink, yeah. and then. Yeah. Put it back down in the in the pocket with the wind going on. It it never got, you know, the Gatorade didn't get warm, but it yeah. still kept at a decent temperature and easy to reach. Like because I don't have a cup holder in my bar, so that worked out great. 
I have one of the Sierra ones, but I have not installed it yet because I just had so much crap on the front of my bike. Like I had my Garmin, I had my phone, I had the 360, plus I wanted to still see the display. I was like, I can't add any more to this right now. <laughs> Which 360 are you using? Um, Just the normal like Insta360. Okay. Yeah. It's coming handy, at least from like just a point of view perspective that I can just click it on and... Show. Yeah, I've got the the Insta 360, the X3, been playing with it. It's freaking amazing. It's fun. It's They're fun. so freaking cool. Mm -hmm. Just from the different perspectives that you can get and kind of customize. Like, I don't have to worry about if it's the right angle, so to speak. I just turn it on. I'm like, all right, I'll figure it out afterwards and edit and readjust the. Well, sometimes I know that's been a, the big learning curve is learning the edit. Mm -hmm. There's a few of them got frustrated, but it's nice where you can just hit the auto button. And it'll do it for you. It's like, exactly. hey, that's not bad. Yeah, I can do that. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's been the challenging part is learning the editing for it. Because, God, with all the angles and everything, it's like, holy cow. It's been a little overwhelming, but mm -hmm. I'm slowly figuring some of the stuff out. But it's definitely fun to play with for sure. And I can't rely on, like, I can rely on my GoPro, but there's often times where it has failed me that I was like, I at least I need some kind of other type of footage. So it's good. Yeah, I did. I had one of those issues a couple of weeks ago. So and, you know, trying not to do like a little moto vlog thing and I come home to look at it and it never turned on. I'm like, you serious? <laughs> Damn it. Well, well, try again another day. Fair enough. <laughs> so, any idea of roughly how many miles your coast to coast adventure to Alaska is going to roughly be? I know I don't want you don't have to go into details. You're figuring things um, out, but mileage so wise? The the mindset that I had when I was routing it this winter, I plugged it into the GPS and I just did straight shots there. And I was like, oh, it's only three days, almost four days. So I was like, that's not bad. And it was just, I think, close to 5,000 miles um, within that route. And then I'm going back. So I'm going there and back within 16 days. Technically, the Iron Buck gives you 30 days to do the to Key West to Prudhoe Bay or vice versa, like just mm -hmm. one way. So 30 days within that mark and 60 days technically if you do there and back. But I'm going to try for the 16. It all depends on weather, of course, and right. the, um, what the conditions are like up there in um, Alaska. Because when I connected, I don't know if you know Kaylin Thorian. Um, she was one of the Harley ambassadors, too. She's a used to be a professional skier. She's got a suite at XR. She lives down in Florida, but she did, I think she did it on her Pan Am too in August of last year. And they hit like a monsoon type season and they couldn't make it all the way up to the top. Like it was just absolutely nuts as far as conditions go. So I'm trying not to get too far into to August where it just gets, gets nuts and dicey. That conditions. There's that I've seen, you know, from other videos is the mosquitoes. Oh, Okay. I've seen someone's like, holy, you know, people are literally, you get off your bike, you stop, they're wearing, you know, I've seen pictures and videos or bug nets on. Nets. Okay. Like, Noted. Huh. I will bring my husband's, all of his army gear. Yeah. I, you know, <laughs> I don't know what the main big season is, but I've, I've seen a lot of videos. It's like, holy shit. I don't know if I'd want to do it just because that's a lot. Oh God. I can't imagine, but I, I can't. It's part of the ones where I'm like, I'm not going to open my helmet. I'm just going to stay. <laughs> 
Right. No, that'd be super cool. It'd be fun to follow that one for sure. I'm so excited for that. That's been on my radar since I finished the 48 and 10 because I've, I've had Alaska on my list that because when I did the 48 states in 10 days, it was still during that like COVID time frame. Like it was just wasn't able to get through the border of Canada yet. They had closed everything off. So within that mark, I was like, I need to, I need to get up there. I have to get up there. And so this is the best way that I can figure out how to know. Yeah, I've only been to Juneau for a little while, but yeah, that's all. I, of course, I didn't ride; I just flew up there. But it's definitely some beautiful. That area was beautiful. Absolutely, I'm excited because I've done most of the. Because I can get from when I've dropped my kids off in like Tennessee area with the grandparents, I can get down to Key West within like a full Iron Butt day. So it's like I can do that. It's just once I leave the state side north, I'm so excited to just see what Canada and alaska have to offer because i haven't been up that way i need to have you ever i know you're gonna be time frame wise but uh have you seen banff at all mm -mm. i've never visited or never been up that way but i've just seen photos so yeah, yeah same with me and i i would love to get up there. i was messing around on google the other day found out i think banff is like 12 hours from my house like really that's not that far no it's really not <laughs> like it takes us a full 10 hours to get down to Tennessee. So I would consider that a full day and a half type deal to drive. Or to ride. Yeah. From the picture that like, you know, that Banff national park, they could just be awesome to see. Absolutely. I know this is one of the things why I do these challenges is that I see parts of the country that I haven't seen before. And granted, I'm, yeah, I'm not there for that long amount of time, but at least it gives me the area. Like I need to go back here. I need to go here. And so then my husband and I will take a long, weekend or a long weekend finally explore and do the things we want to do so well some of these motorcycle adventures do you ever kind of look out you know also look at places you want to visit and seeing like okay i'm going to go through here and maybe try to spend an hour or mm -hmm. three just to see the area and and try to knock off some of the you know i don't want to say bucket list places but you know these little adventure places that we all get to see via you know how social media is now and you know, try yeah. to route some of your trips to those areas just to experience some of the places. They're on the list. So my husband is field artillery and the St. Barbara is like one of the saints that they um, go through with their military balls and stuff like that. And they have a whole gravesite and stuff like that over in, I think, like New York area. I can't remember exactly where, but I was like, I need whether I'm coming up or coming back down, like I'm rerouting my route just to get to that area and check out that gravesite and all of that that comes with his field artillery i think it'll be cool but there's there's certain things like that and even the quick trip location the challenges i made some extra stops for the tour of honor because this is the first time i've done tour of honor and hit up all almost all of the uh new 2023 locations for the vietnam so that's cool yeah tour of honor is a, a neat organization and it's just one more reason to go ride it is. It is. And there's so much more to it that I realized that I haven't had a chance to even check out yet, even that's local around me. So that'll be the rest of the summer for sure. They'll be checking out. Well, it, in some of those places, you know, it's also neat to learn the history of stuff if, you know, yeah. for the people that do enjoy it. And yeah, there's a lot of stuff that goes along with it. So it's really cool. Mm -hmm. Nope. I'll take any any reason to ride. <laughs> oh, for sure. I'm running to ice cream, and it's I don't even know what day. It doesn't matter. I'll I'll go 500, 400. What if I have the time frame to do it there and back to get the ice cream or get the barbecue and 
come back. Food is very motivating. <laughs> right. That's why I love watch Stacy Wolf's channel, right? For food. Yes. It is so much fun. I her channel is so cool. For sure. She's got that niche down. That's perfect. So. Oh yeah. And who doesn't like writing for food? Uh, absolutely. <laughs> it's fun finding those little hole in the wall places. So we, you know, my dad and a couple of buddies we did yesterday. You know, found this great little pub that had some amazing food in the middle of this town. That it's really like a dirt road going through part of it. Heck yeah, that's the so, best. Okay, this is going to be good. <laughs> the pub underneath the Mason's Lodge. It was crazy, but it's all right. Cool. Done. Sign me up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'll be over there shortly then. <laughs> I'll let you know. I'll give you directions. Okay. I'll meet you there. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, thanks for coming on and coming back and, you know, sharing an adventure. Cause it was, it was fun to follow and, you know, you have so much great stuff going on and, you know, the great adventure spirit, do a lot of, a lot of cool stuff. It's just fun. It was unique for sure. Something that people most likely wouldn't have even thought of doing, but I can kind of give you numbers as far as like I, so I finished 400 or 546 location. So it averaged out to be about 54 stores a day. And then um, a total of 4,500 some odd in miles. So around that, like, just under just shy of 500 miles each day. And then I spent 154 hours on the bike. Like these are the logistics that I love and I nerd out for. And it was just about 15, 15 and a quarter hours average each day. And like I had to consider that full day of not riding into there. So it probably would have been more, but yeah, five, 15 hours on the bike nonstop every day for sure. And that's a cool part uh, that I like using uh reaver. Because yes, they'll even if you stop, up. yeah, they'll track you, you know. And I'll use that, you know, go for full rights. Well, okay, you actually only rode this many hours, but you know, and then it'll it knows when you stop, so it stops timing that aspect of it, which is it's a cool factor. It's it's kind of gotta neat. make sure it's tracking. One of the days that only did half a day for me, and then like day 10, only like I accidentally must have hit something and it stopped recording it, and I was like, dang it, there went a whole Pretty much a whole half a day that I didn't get recorded, but my big problem is I always forget to turn it on. Yeah, <laughs> it'll be like four. Oh, it's like oh crap, and it's on you know five miles or then a half a day. Like crap. Mm -hmm. Oh well, it's worth it. And it's fun to look back on and see all those all those metrics. I love it. So. Yeah, I've been learning spot walla trying to figure out how to use that one because there's some rides like I have plans for some IBA rides where yes. spot wall is required for some of them, and mm -hmm. so I've been trying to get familiar with that and, and learn how to use that one also. That's how I showed proof for my verification. So I had the tracks imported into my spot walla tracking um, throughout those days. Pretty much at the end of it, it was taking so much, so much time to load because I would upload every single receipt photo for each of those stops too. So there's so many on um, my spot walla link, but it's, it was good practice for me because I haven't really done much as far as the like, um, premier uh, for the IBA, like just getting those premier rides verified because mm -hmm. you can get them done within like 48 oh, hours so or something like that. And less. So yeah. Cool. yeah. So that's where I'm like, I need, I need to be able to figure this out. Granted, it, I it's worth the, what's that? It's worth the $40 membership. And then they're, Absolutely. they have what is the premier plus, which is sure. I think 50 and that will cover your spot wallet oh, well, too. And that's what I did this year. Cause I was like, this is a no brainer for me. And especially with the ride that I have scheduled in July. And if I want to do more um, this fall timeframe, if I 
I most likely will finish those quick drip ones. I'm going to need, I need that for sure. It's fun. Why? And it was, I had the deal the other day, I was playing with Spot Walla trying, you know, figuring more things out because I'm not familiar with it. And I couldn't figure out how to get the picture. It's like, you know, I'm sitting here oh. holding my phones. How do people even realize, oh, you got to flip your phone lens sideways mode to bring open the rest of the screen so you can take a picture at your stop. Because if you have it vertically, it won't, it doesn't allow you. For Spot Walla or yeah. for your tracking? Because like I use, I'm an Apple user and I use SW Tracker. Right, right? me too. So, um, I put in like the custom notes or custom message. And that's how I upload those photographs into Spotwalla. See, I, I use a Spotwalla web or do the photos through Spotwalla. Oh, okay. You so can you clip can open that them directly through there. You yeah. go to your messages for Spotwalla and if we, you got to have your phone sideways and it come over and give you the option for photo. You click on it, take a photo and bink it's right it. into that GPS point. At least with the um, SW tracker, if I do the custom message, I just send it and it automatically pulls it into the Spotwalla route. I might have to figure that out. Yeah, I'm still one of those not things real smart at it. Very easy and very convenient. And I just hope I had enough like data or service to be able for it to upload. There's like two or three of them that I think I didn't have service and it didn't upload. So I'll have to go back in and put them in those points. But for the most part, it worked tremendously for the... 500 ones that i had to plug in there so i'll have to try with play with the sd with tracker more i know i've watched the, the guy that made the app and watched his video a couple times okay. he has two different ones on youtube mm. which has helped try to figure it out because it's i think in the beginning it's kind of confusing and a little difficult but I'm it getting, is it's a learning curve for sure getting better with i even did it the first time it's like well, i'm just going to track why i'm working because i mean driving commercial trucks like all right Doesn't hurt. let's figure this out today mm -hmm. let's track a ride <laughs> why not or track a drive if you want to That's yeah so getting it figured out it's fun mm -hmm. but it does make it really easy for the you know submitting your stuff through the premiere because you just put the link in and you name That's a couple things mean. and think you're done and exactly. it gets certified quick so that's what i'm excited to kind of get up to that up to that status of being used to do that i need to i haven't really put in any of my like just straight iron butts i've done more of the larger certifications just because i want to get those res those under my resume but i know there's individuals that do like iron or saddle swords every single month to get like a full year or something along that lines eventually when i have enough time and the kids are self-sufficient i will be all over all over the country <laughs> if not far away yeah so, so. Oh, this, yeah, the Iron Butt Facebook group. It's crazy. I mean, some of those people, like I said, they're nonstop or every week. It's like, holy cow. But I when I'm I retired, could, I look out, guys. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. My husband's going to be lucky if he sees me throughout the week. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Here's my link, honey. Just follow me. Here's my spot wall. You, this is my link. You know exactly how this runs. I'll yeah. see you. I'll see you in a day or I'll see you in two days when I'm back from washington or something yeah. meet me here in three days we'll have lunch we'll have ice cream <laughs> oh, that'd be awesome. oh awesome well thanks for coming back wait this was a lot of fun i i enjoy it and you know love hearing the story that's the whole part of the you know why i do this is people do these awesome adventures and whatnot and i love to hear about them it's a lot of fun heck yeah appreciate you having me on it's been fun it's absolutely fun to chat too and see everybody's on here Good. Yeah, we'll definitely have to hit you up after you do the next one because that'll be that'll be an adventure in stories. Oh, yeah.
Yeah. I'm be gearing so up cool. for the Iron Butt Rally. Eventually, I would love to do that. I'm going to be a fly on the wall for this one this this summer that's happening in June. But like, that's my big goal is to get into the Iron Butt Rally and finish it and see where I land. So we're getting there. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. a serious adventure. It is. But it, it would be cool to just say, hey, you know what? I, I did it. Here's where I came in and I've been there. It's a time commitment and also like financially a commitment too for that. So yeah, I, I need to save up days. for it. What's that? It's almost what, 15 days? Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. 11 days total for the actual riding. And then you have to ride out to wherever they're located. I think it's going to be on the north northeast side. I want to say Pennsylvania or somewhere out there. I'm not sure exactly where they're going to be starting and finishing, but you have to ride to wherever they're starting off to. And then the, just the fee that comes into play for getting into that. And plus all of the throughout that entire time frame. Everything else goes into it. It's going to be quite the vacation for sure. (laughs) Oh yeah. But an awesome adventure, nonetheless. Yes, I'm so excited. It's, it's awesome. been a high goal of mine, so cool. Sweet. Well, thanks again for coming. This has been a lot of fun. And, I, you know, you're one of the reasons, a great, you know, reason why I like to do these. You know, you have a great adventures, the spirit, and you'd love it and enjoy it. And it's fun to be able to share the adventures. And now it's here forever. Perfect. Appreciate it. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks, Wet. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in to another mile post. We are now in the hundreds, so... Knocked down 101 tonight. That's awesome. I can't believe it myself. Thank you. Well deserved. Thank you. So we'll catch you all next week for mile post 102. So till then, have fun, ride safe, enjoy the open roads. We'll catch you next Sunday. Later, everybody. See ya.